Kita sekarang berada di Phnom Penh, uh, capital city kepada negara Cambodia. Yep. Um, sahabat kita, rakan-rakan kita, our our brothers, our ASEAN brothers. Right yang um, ada ada satu acara sekarang ni yang sedang berlangsung di di sini. Apa, apa yang sedang berlangsung sekarang ni? Uh, pertama kalinya Cambodia uh, there's a film festival in in Cambodia dinamakan Chak Tomok Film Festival yang dilangsungkan di Phnom Penh. Uh, ini ialah kali ketiga festival ini dijalankan. Tapi ini kali pertama yang dibuat all out Sebab sebelum ni Masa last two years Tahun 2011 dan 2012 It's more of an online competition But this time they actually make it uh, Physical I don't know how to say in, in multiple way Maksudnya there are, ada screening And ada Ada organizer and what not lah And also it's a competition hmm. So there going to be a lot of filmmakers Going to attend That attending this festival Ya, yeah, um, mereka telah uh, menganjur beberapa buah tayangan filem pendek di lima cawangan lima venue, lima venue lah, lima lima tempat yang berlainan. Dan semua ni ada dua tiga tempat ni sebenarnya memang um, tem- pangguayang lah, hmm. right? So imagine the experience of kita buat filem kita dan kita datang hadir ke festival ini kita kita tengok sendiri filem yeah. pendek yang kita telah Terbitkan on, on the big screen On the silver screen On the silver screen Man. Mother fathers <laughs> And mothers and fathers um, oh. Dan mereka juga ada buat satu tayangan outdoor yes. um, Di Kopik um, I don't know hmm. You know Aku cakap benda Kopik sekarang ni Sebenarnya yeah. bagi bagi ramai pendengar Episod ini sekarang mungkin orang kata fikir ha? Kopik apa? Kopik Kopik apa Kopik pocket ke apa <laughs> <laughs> Tapi mungkin bagi orang Cambodia Ada mereka yang terdengar ah, Kopik ah, Sedang ah, You know My house is at Kopik hmm. Well Now you know Sekarang yeah. ni Ada tayangan filem pendek Yang sedang berlangsung Dekat dengan rumah anda Di Kopik hmm. um, On the outside yep. um, Interesting place Interesting location Tapi hmm. kita akan um, We're going to delve more on that Yes <laughs> a, bit, a bit later um, For now Mus hmm. uh, Let's catch up Dah Uh, it's been a number of weeks uh, mm. since we sat down untuk mm. berbicara mengenai filem buat mm. podcast ini. Um, mm. Apa khabar? I'm good, man. Uh, okay, just a little bit busy sebab uh, you know uh, the sec the second half of the year dah nak start dah. Mm. So all the big project, all the big events, yeah, my company or my organization uh, going to uh, organize is pretty much uh, taking shape right now so right. Uh, we talk, we're talking about uh, you know like uh, getting like three or four hours of sleep every day <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's uh, the same case with you too man yeah baru-baru ni semester degree baru start makanya aku for the past few weeks uh, I think baru minggu lepas kot baru aku ada breathing room sikit uh, mm-hmm. tapi sebab aku ajar both diploma and degree mm-hmm. semester mm-hmm. so dia macam berterusan tau so mm-hmm. when they overlap the end of the diploma semester ni dia overlap dengan the start of the degree semester mm-hmm. so dia macam biasanya aku ada 6 kelas tapi semester ni dia bagi aku another class an extra class so aku ada 7 kelas and mm-hmm. I have to handle the the planning the preparation um So benda-benda macam ni lah So itu pun makan masa juga And in addition to that Of course all the other admin and paperwork Yang harus hmm. dilengkapkan um, That goes on I suppose uh, Tugas-tugas hakiki seorang pegawai kerajaan Itulah <laughs> Selalu banyak benda ad hoc Satu <laughs> Satu cara yang ni lah Kalau tuan-tuan perempuan Ingin tahu secara lebih lanjut Apakah pengalaman um, Menjadi seorang Pekerja kerajaan Civil servant Alright um, Mungkin kita boleh Uh, kupas lagi dalam episod-episod tertentu yeah. but for now let, let's stick with the films yes. um, any new films that you have seen uh, so far tak ada I mean 
for the last kalau nak ambil period 2 or 3 weeks ago tak banyak lah filem yang aku tengok tak ada pun sebenarnya sebab masa tu uh, I think we received the, uh, the invitation to participate in this uh, film festival 2 uh, weeks ago hmm. so I think the excitement kind of came my mood to watch any films I guess. <laughs> how ironic can, yeah. can you explain a bit more yeah. oh okay <coughs> the process of i mean the whole the whole story yeah no what i mean is yeah. macam kau kata yeah. uh, kau terima jemputan untuk menayangkan filem mm-hmm. filem kita dekat mm. festival ni tapi mm. itu membuat kau rasa dah tak tak ada tengok filem kenapa i mean that that's quite, that sounds quite ironic kau faham tak apa maksud yeah i know um, what what do you mean by that uh, i don't know man it's just like uh, i'm so like uh, pump up because of this festival because this is like the first time we been our film being screened outside of Malaysia hmm. and first time in a because it's festival uh, international film festival that is outside Malaysia because previously hmm. kita masuk uh, Kota Kinabalu but that still within Malaysia because although yeah. for some people yeah. uh, setengah orang mungkin dah anggap Sabah Sarawak yeah, yeah, sebagai yeah. macam sebuah Malaysia yeah. <laughs> is it in Malaysia seriously <laughs> Uh, we I, get a lot. Yeah. I've heard stories of of hmm. uh, orang-orang yang yang pergi ke Sabah Sarawak. Don naik apa? Naik kapal terbang hmm. ataupun tak naik kapal terbang satu. Ah naik kapal terbang dari dari Sabah atau Sarawak dah. So macam hmm. they, they take the flight lepas tu dia ni biasanya kan bila kita dekat sampai tah hmm. the stewardess ataupun the, the captain akan menyatakan okey tuan-tuan bapa sekalian kita akan mendarat di lapangan kapal terbang uh, antarabangsa Kuala Lumpur um, tidak lama lagi uh, kepada mereka yang um, baru datang ke sini selamat datang ke sini to all Malaysians welcome home yeah. ke apa tapi kalau ini kalau tak silap aku um, mungkin bukan pergi ke uh, aku tak ingat apa apa dia punya ni sangat mm-hmm. but the point is cara dia cakap tu macam Sabah Sarawak bukan sebahagian daripada Malaysia mm-hmm. the exact script or the, the, the exact text yang aku tak ingat sangat tapi I remember when she told me that story I kept thinking macam Ya Allah ya ni this is a proper airline ni mas ataupun Air Asia you know? mm-hmm. tapi macam kalau dia cakap macam ni macam memang patut memang aku faham lah kenapa ada setengah orang Sabah dan Sarawak dia nak memisahkan yeah, diri yes. mereka dari Malaysia ni. So, I mean I, I don't aku tak salahkan orang juga sebenarnya kalau hmm. kita, sebab kalau kau pergi Sabah kan it doesn't feel like Malaysia at all. It's like hmm. because maybe sebab kita dah terlalu biasa dengan uh, uh, environment dekat semenanjung Malaysia kan. Hmm. Malaysia, what, what does it feel like? Uh, to certain extent dia rasa macam Aku pergi ke Bandung lah in any or, or in any uh, Indonesian city or town hmm. It feels so much different I mean uh, The language being spoken are different hmm. I mean the facial feature also hmm. uh, It is somewhat different and what not hmm. uh, The only thing that connects uh, Dan ada hubungan kan uh, Yang Sabah ni ialah sebagian dengan Malaysia First, ada kata Proton Hmm. Itu satu <laughs> Second ada benda Malaysia That's it eh? The rest is macam So totally aku, I feel like totally Total outsider lah. I mean, hmm. Aku boleh pergi Melaka Or Terengganu And still feel uh, As part of the whole uh, Community or society hmm. Even though aku bukan orang Terengganu atau ni. Because hmm. I have that kind of uh, connect, uh, Relation to them Because I'm Malay They speak Malay Even though they say uh, Different accent or what not Tapi hmm. Kalau kat Sabah, it's totally different story kan? Really? It's, it's, it's totally macam aku... There's other... There are times masa aku kat Sabah, aku kat Ketan Melu, where I always like shit with my passport kan? What's <laughs> my passport? Uh, this is Malaysia, shit. Yeah, you got to remember that. Yeah. You got to remember brothers and sisters. So, so I don't blame kalau aku tak salah korang, kalau ada orang feel that kind of gap hmm. kan? Between Sabah, Sarawak. Sarawak tak sangat tau. Hmm. Sarawak still have that uh, semenanjung punya influence in it but Sabah well, maybe because of the distance I don't know eh? hmm. do you know that it's much more kalau kau nak pergi Indonesia lagi murah daripada pergi Sabah ya yeah, I'm aware that aku sering balik ke Jakarta hmm. dan sebab-sebab tertentu dan sebenarnya the, the, the flight time hmm. to get to Jakarta compared to getting to yeah. East Malaysia sebenarnya lebih lagi dekat lebih dekat yeah, lagi pendek lah lagi pendek yeah. lah. so hmm. It's a very interesting configuration of imagined communities di dalam konteks uh, 
Southeast Asia. Mm. But there you go. Yeah. Uh, nevertheless, officially and unofficially, sebenarnya mereka tetap Malaysia. Yeah, Malaysia, and we gotta respect them as such, mm. and we gotta treat them as such. Yeah, right? and we we have a lot of Sabah friends, and they are really, really nice people. Yeah, excellent mm. people. I have lots of students about East Malaysia. Mm. Very. Very bright. Some of the smartest hmm. students I've, I've yes. taught. Some of the most active, passionate students. Yang student yang kau tengok ni, kau, kau jumpa student yang macam, mm-hmm. yeah, they're gonna be okay, right? Yeah. Ada yeah. setengah student tu macam, yeah. uh, kau bimbang sikit lah. Tapi betul student ni, <laughs> kau tahu, kau jelas sekali je, they're gonna yeah. do it. I mean, you know. So uh, it's, it's, it's really really good. Yeah. I, Jadi, I, I don't mean to sound stereotype or anything. Hmm. Maybe because, you know, bila kita susah dapat sesuatu kan, hmm. we, once we get it, we'll appreciate it. Macam Sekolah dekat Sabah I don't know I mean I don't know The 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 the, the, the spread out Of schools mm. in Sabah Maybe some of these kids Who mm. live in the Very isolated area You know Have mm. to go to school Like 3 or 4 hours Yeah trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So Bila you dah dapat peluang Untuk belajar tu You really appreciate it Yeah right. Well we're gonna, we're gonna have to see How that goes uh, That is a very interesting debate mm-hmm. In itself um, Then Hopefully Di masa yang terdekat Kita akan dapat Meluangkan masa Sama. untuk berbicara dan berwacana dengan seorang pengarah Sabah. film daripada Sabah Tapi mm-hmm. um, oleh kerana kita tak boleh confirm apa lagi So we cannot, <laughs> we cannot say her name yet But, yeah. um, but maybe we can discuss about this with her as well yeah, sure. Nevertheless, tuan-tuan mm-hmm. perempuan sekalian sayangilah um, mereka daripada Malaysia Tak, tak kira daripada, daripada mana mereka berada dan tinggal tak, Walaupun different negeri hmm. Walaupun kita ada certain santang, kita ada apa Certain stereotype about people who come from certain country or apa states macam oh orang Kelantan ke hmm, okay <laughs> eh seriously aku I mean aku me being a negeri sembilan I do have my own stereotypes which I don't even know man like oh jangan kau negeri sembilan dia you akan kini dia akan macam ni because of the whole ada pepatih tengkis mm. it's bullshit man mm. but you know <laughs> yeah, orang negeri sembilan cakap bullshit <laughs> Only here <laughs> on thoughts and films. So yeah. okay. Love Negrisna people. Anyway, right. uh, never, never mind. No, I think the the cleaning lady. I think the cleaning in progress is taking place next door. Yes. I see. Okay. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Nevertheless, so no problem. Sekarang kita akan kembali tidak lama lagi selepas ini. Jadi yep. jangan kau mana mana. Alright. Alright. See you. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Sok sabai. Sok sabai. Okun. Okun is thank you. Okun is thank you. Uh, Okun for hanging out with us. Um, and kita kembali ke. Kita kembali ke. Aku pun dah lupa nak cakap. Kebahagiaan seterusnya. Bahagian seterusnya. Ya, sebab minta maaf lah. Kita, kita orang macam blur sikit sebab ya, itu totally different. Ni first time kita orang buat recording dekat bilik dekat tempat yang bukan studio Nano 4 slash bilik Bilik Fikri Bro, janganlah orang, Nanti orang tahu Studio Nano 4 tu Yang bilik aku Kan Kalau tak Daripada luar tu Macam Oh, Studio Nano 4 uh-huh. Macam Proper ni, yeah. Proper company Post production yang Best gila Canggih-manggih semua Tapi yeah. Sekarang tahu Bilik tidur aku Anyway, yeah. salam Tentang hmm. perempuan sekalian hmm. uh, Hari ni um, Kita panggil segmen ni apa lah sebenarnya hmm. Lampu limpah Lampu limpah lah Lampu limpah yeah, lah dan Kita akan Melimpahkan lampu kita Dan Meluangkan lagi Perhatian dan masa kita untuk berbicara mengenai beberapa buah filem dokumentari uh-huh. yang kita sempat nak tengok. Yep. Uh, basically pada hari itu um, we we managed to get here to arrive uh-huh. here in Cambodia. Uh-huh. Lepas tu kita dah masuk kat hotel, tengok nama kita tak ada kat hotel. Tapi <laughs> lepas tu which is uh, expected somewhat yeah. um, I, I don't know because we, we can, kita datang ke sini pun kita tidak begitu yakin yeah. tak pasti sama ada, adakah ini betul tidak oh, tapi sham ke apa kan <laughs> <laughs> tapi kita uh, bersedia lah kalau yeah. betul sebenarnya benda ni memang tak ada mm-hmm. um, kita pergilah uh, mm-hmm. tengok killing fields ke apa mm-hmm. um, tapi tak apa tak apa-apa sekali kita tidak meluangkan masa untuk ke killing fields kita hanya ingin meluangkan masa hmm. dengan anda semua yang sedang mendengar yeah. podcast kita pada waktu ini untuk berbicara tentang dokumentari sebab hmm. malam tu lepas kita dah check in apa semua kita turun kita terjumpa orang daripada festival kita terjumpa lah macam basically dia orang datang dengan kita ya kita tapi the situation macam kita terjumpa lah the situation macam kita terjumpa betul sangat tepat tu sebenarnya dan mereka memberikan kepada kita t-shirt dan beberapa yeah. lagi 
maklumat mengenai festival ni yeah. So they ask us At first kita orang macam okay, Kita jumpa dia orang kesat Lepas kita pergi makan ke apa ke Lepas naik tidur balik lah Because it was a very tiring journey mm-hmm. Lepas dia orang kata Oh, uh, do you want to come to the screening? Sebab malam tu ada screening mm-hmm. right? Dia ada buat uh, Bagi kategori Kalau tak silap aku Kategori Cambodian short documentary Right And mereka ada tayangkan beberapa filem, so we went there, we followed them <laughs> naik motor. Oh, naik, oh, dia panggil ni motodop, is it? Yeah, is in 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 Cambodia, the bag is called motodop if I'm not mistaken. Imagine this man, we riding a motorbike, naik naik, naik membonceng motosikal bersama uh, these two nice Cambodian dudes. Hmm. Sian Hong and, and Sarifut. Yeah, hmm. Nick and Hong yeah. <laughs> I can't pronounce the name man yeah. Okay anyway uh, Aku semua hidup aku tak pernah Naik motosikal bonceng lah Dekat mm. tengah-tengah bandar yang There's a very low regard of uh, Traffic law Traffic <laughs> uh, Traffic regulations Not wearing any helmet at all It's a, You know it's a It's a One of those experience that I don't Want to repeat Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Many close call man Aku tak tahu berapa kali Aku macam dah Sentuh orang sebelah punya Ni kan Wow hmm. how, how, how was it for you man? It was alright Aku tak terasa macam Aku tersentuh dengan kereta Sebelah aku ke apa ke Tapi um, It was alright um, Aku pun dah lama Tak naik motor And Aku sebenarnya teringat Tentang pengalaman aku Aku pergi ke Phuket Bercuti Berholiday dengan Kawan-kawan aku hmm. uh, Kita orang sewa motor lah Kita hmm. kawan aku tanya Fikri, kau boleh ke buat motor ni sebab aku memang tak boleh So, aku kata aku boleh lah hmm. Tapi aku tidak maklumkan kepada beliau Bahawa pengalaman terakhir aku buat motor Aku naik motor dan membawa motor Bukan bawa macam angkat buat motor tu pergi hmm. jalan ke apa tak hmm. Naik motor yang maknak Kali terakhir sebenarnya Bila umur aku mungkin 14 ke 15 tahun tu Bila aku hmm. balik kampung kat Muar masa tu And dan sekali dua kali je aku pernah naik dalam seumur hidup aku hmm. Tapi aku pun katalah kepada dia uh, Di tengah negara orang lain Tanpa ada lesen hmm. apa Mandu motosikal ke apa ke Aku kata ya boleh Tak ada masalah Lepas tu we went off Kita naik semua di penghujung trip tu Bila kita balik tu aku beritahu dia Lepas tu dia pun kata Bro I'm so surprised man I did not feel that at all he felt, he felt so safe He felt cool <laughs> So sebenarnya ni ni mungkin tiba-tiba terjadi peluang untuk aku nak uh, nak beritahu kepada semua orang yang mendengar podcast ni aku sebenarnya terror dan motor on the other side macam aku pula hmm. last time aku naik basikal masa umur aku 12 tahun so you do the math lah hmm. that's naik basikal okay? hmm. me uh, handling a bicycle we're not talking about motorbike hmm. I don't even touch a handle of motorbike <laughs> that's not me man ok so kalau yeah. masa kau 12 tahun itu bermaksud 20 lebih kurang 20 yeah. tahun lebih kurang yeah. ha? lebih yeah. kurang 20 tahun yang lalu mm-hmm. sekarang ni tahun 2014 14 20 tahun lalu apa eh 1994 ni dulu dia ya dia playing the 1994 world cup eh <laughs> yes and i was riding a bicycle nice mungkin sebab itali kala so i i take it as a sacrifice on my part lah okay it's itali kala so i don't want to take bicycle lagi tak dan bagi anyway Anyways, <laughs> coming back to the point uh, Kita kembali daripada masa silam Kita mm-hmm. kembali ke 2014 Ya, yeah, 2014 Dan kembali ke Meta House Tempat mm-hmm. tayangan film film tersebut uh, mm-hmm. Which is kind of a bar Atau restoran yang Yang cater lebih kepada Expat Yang ada di Phnom Penh ni Tapi mm-hmm. buat malam itu mereka buat Tayangan dokumentari pendek Dari Cambodia okay, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to go through Alright mm-hmm. Uh, the list of the films yang ada dekat program ni And then we're going to discuss about the actual uh, programs in a short while About the actual documentaries in a short while, okay mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw a name at you uh, Yang pertama Violated Innocence mm-hmm. Muz, yep. pendapat kau tentang Violated Innocence? Uh, Violated Innocence is, uh, is about that uh, statistic, statistic gang rape yeah. happened in Cambodia Yeah Actually, they it's a you know it's a it's a waste lah. Bagi aku dokumentari tu 
can be a very great documentary kalau tak banyak sangat talking heads. This is about talking heads all, all throughout the documentaries. Alright, uh, first of all, yeah. saja nak maklumkan Violated Innocence ni sebenarnya uh, sebuah dokumentari yang yang fokus kepada gang rapes and rapes and, mm. and secara umumnya dia juga expand and look at the idea of rape why it happens or why it takes place um, mm. in Cambodia um, especially in Phnom Penh as it turns mm. out tapi mm. juga di kawasan di luar Cambodia and what not mm-hmm. and it's uh, uh, most say it's a waste um, well, why do you say it's a waste? Can, you know you you are you know you bring such a very uh, heavy subject eh? mm-hmm. and it's uh, something that's considered as a national issue jugalah in yeah. Cambodia kan hmm. tapi you just tapi I think the filmmaker macam ambil just splice together all these talking heads that she or he dah uh, buat hmm. to the point that there's no connection between one talking heads to another kan hmm. so just a talking head macam is this a public service announcement or documentary hmm. now I would rather watch a public service announcement macam ni kan hmm. I mean it can be much more than that lah. I mean, you can actually, actually, apa, the sub, the documentary boleh macam kupas kenapa uh, hmm. there's a lot of gang rape happen in uh, in Cambodia. I mean, because the gang rape, it's not just rape women. They, they, they rape little you know, children. Hmm. Uh, they, they, because masa mula-mula film to start, they ada macam satu-satu tulis apa, uh, the name of the kid, the name of the victim, mm-hmm. twelve years old, being raped by ten women, and then being and then she died. Well, I was I was expecting something that is depressing, a lot of graphic uh, content or whatnot, and yeah. something that can you know can uh, mengupas memakan utopia, who's to blame and whatnot. But I think mm. they trading on the on the safe line. Macam dia tak cakap sama-sama. Yeah. They just Take it, okay, men, apa, lelaki salah because of this and that. Because it's, just, it's more than that, man. Yeah. It's a poverty, it's a mismanagement by the government and all that and whatnot. Yeah. And so, but they don't, don't touch that, 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 that point. I know because of, uh, mungkin disebabkan uh, sesetengah uh, perkara yang tak boleh dipersoalkan and hmm. memandangkan Cambodia merupakan bekas negara komunis hmm. and dan masih lagi memiliki uh, sentimen komunis di tempat kan even nama pun People's Republic when it comes to People's Republic in the country's name uh, you know what it's apalah kan dengan dia punya government officer pun pakai bush jacket apa semua kan so I think they they they, they want to do, to to you know to talk more about the the subject Hmm. Tapi Diorang tak boleh buat Tanpa menyalahkan Sesebuah pihak Yang sangat obvious But they cannot They cannot actually Touch that So Okay So, yeah. so you think Sedikit sebanyak mungkin Pihak kerajaan Ada bermain satu Peranan yang sangat penting lah hmm. um, the, the, the elephant In the room Yes, huh? yes. Mungkin yeah. Yeah. Um, I just uh, Have a couple of things to say hmm. Generally speaking Aku Tengok dokumentari ni No real big issue so, Aku ada nampak macam Cara Mereka atur mm-hmm. uh, Interview yang telah dibuat Itu mungkin Tidak begitu mantap sangat Dan sebagainya Tapi mm-hmm. Bagi aku ini mungkin Menunjukkan ke Ketidakannya pengalaman yang, mm-hmm. yang cukup bagi mereka Yang terlibat dalam Penerbitan dokumentari ni lah mm-hmm. um, Sebab I watch this documentary And aku teringat tentang dokumentari Yang dulu aku Pernah buat lah masa aku kat sekolah Dekat, dekat universiti And and even after I left universiti Aku terlibat dah dengan Pusat Komas uh, Menerbit beberapa Atau menyunting beberapa buah Dokumentari pendek Atau dokumentari panjang yang tertentu um, And you know sometimes When I look back at some of these documentaries Kita macam oh shit Aku sebenarnya I should have done that Aku patut buat ni apa semua And what not Dia hmm. patut diatur dengan cara yang lebih mantap lah So it could be that mungkin Mereka terlibat dalam Perlibatan dokumentari tersebut Violated Innocence ini Tidak ada pengalaman yang hmm. Yang lebih mendalam ke apa But But then again you have to consider um, Even generally speaking The Cambodian film industry Secara umumnya tidak uh, Baru je bermula hmm. you know? Dan Aku sedih dengan talking with the organizer, Ritia, seorang pembikin filem Cambodian. Um, 
uh, very friendly guy and we we sat down had dinner with him and what not then dia maklumkan bahawa about 3 4 tahun je yes. yang yang dia ada panggung wayang yang yeah. macam kita kalau kat Malaysia dah berapa puluh dah kita ada then we we take it for granted for granted in many ways <laughs> tapi kat Cambodia ni it's only the past few years yes. yang dia ada panggung wayang mm-hmm. um, so it's it's a very different context mm-hmm. in which um, bukan saja tayangan filem tetapi juga mereka yang menerbitkan filem mm-hmm. tersebut uh, konteks ini yang kita harus fikirkan lah so it could be that experience is not there in terms of exposure as well right it could be that but the one very positive thing yang aku nampak yang dia masukkan dalam dokumentari tu dia mm-hmm. interview dengan seorang ibu mm-hmm. yang anak dia mm-hmm. telah dirogol dan dibiarkan dan dimati dan mati umur dia 8 tahun budak tu mm-hmm. and oh number one it's a very sad story of course even without us explaining the actual details mm-hmm. but number two cara dia cakap tu and this mm-hmm. is a very promising part for me sebab kalau kita nak interview orang untuk men, me, macam nak cakap mencari cara membuat mereka meluahkan isi kandungan hati mereka kepada kita tentang apa-apa saja itu sebenarnya satu kebolehan yang bukan semua orang ada it's very difficult to actually interview people number one and number two to interview people to get right right to the very heart of the matter Mm-hmm. Tu betul-betul dapatkan perasaan mereka yang mereka telah uh, simpan dan yang telah terpendam mm-hmm. buat selama ini. Oh, you feel that? And scene tu bila aku tengok tu, aku, aku pun sendiri pun terasa tau. Macam, mm-hmm. I never met this girl, I don't know who this woman is. But my lord, aku aku tak nangis. Tapi proses untuk mula rasa nak nangis sudah <laughs> dah, dah, dah bermula lah. So, oh. <laughs> I, I think that's a very powerful scene. Yeah. Yeah. And that it's a very rare skill bukan yeah. semua orang boleh buat and, I'm not even kidding man. And, yeah, that's very difficult aku sendiri pun aku tak tahu kalau aku boleh buat macam tu and you know the aspect uh, talking about that uh, bahag- bahagian tu dalam interview dalam dalam dokumentari Violet Innocence masa dia cakap masa all this uh, this two apa the mother of the victims and so the grandfather hmm. aku pun nampak dia orang actually want to say something something else hmm. tapi disebabkan mungkin restriction by certain parties or organisation hmm. they just macam they just talk they just they just express their sadness not hmm. to the not in the full content lah. macam aku ingat masa ada satu part datuk dia cakap datuk ke the victim cakap i don't mind uh, apa, I don't mind how long the, uh, the rapist is going to be jailed 3 or 4 years 3 or 4 months mm. as long justice being served mm. come on man your granddaughter just being raped and killed mm. and you expect these people just to get 3 or 4 years of sentence mm. you know if I were him you know, I'm going to blast everyone like, I want to, this guy to be dead they're supposed to be dead they're not supposed to get 3 or 4 years mm. and I, I demand retrial and what not also, man. Mm. But, uh, but you can see apa, the reflection mm. of the kind of life these people have to live in this country yeah. which is uh, depressing <laughs> yeah it can be it can be depressing in some ways mm. um, but itulah um, the best way is to actually sit down and to watch yeah. what they have to offer uh, mm. in terms of the documentaries being made available mm. um, so yeah um, we move to the next uh, yeah we move to the next <laughs> one um, from one depressing documentary to, to another, another <laughs> slight, slightly depressing uh, first of all <laughs> aku dah kena maklumkan lah yeah. we should have said it a lot earlier yeah. a lot of these documentaries are depressing yeah and <laughs> you cannot get any depressing than, you know you cannot get any depressed or suicidal than just that just by just watching a documentary but this one yeah not, not literally suicidal yeah. but of course you, you get the, the yeah. figurative use of the language yeah. lah kita memang ada uh, lima buah dokumentari ada lima buah dokumentari hmm. yang yang cuba mengupas isu-isu hmm. yang sangat yeah. sensitif yang sangat controversial and what not so it's, it's good for them yeah. but it's quite even depressing. even dokumentari that being uh, put presented in a very cheerful like uh, like way or happy bubbly way yeah. macam one of the documentaries or even the documentaries I don't know hmm. but I still can feel the the the, the depressing <laughs> thing and about hmm. it Alright, we just move to the next country. Alright, Doctor and Palme Blossoms. Alright, mm-hmm. and I did a bit of research about this. Mm-hmm. Sebab, I'll tell you the reason why in a short while. 
Doctor Empowerment Blossoms ni adalah sebuah dokumentari yang memaparkan kisah seorang wanita yang menjelaskan kenapa beliau tidak dapat bersama dengan girlfriend dia. Mm-hmm. Dia juga ada memaparkan beberapa buah peristiwa dalam kehidupan dia di mana dia terpaksa kahwin dengan orang lain dan mak dia dan keluarga dia tak terima yang dia sayang atau jatuh cinta dengan seorang wanita lain sampailah tahap di mana dia dikurung untuk memastikan bahawa beliau tidak dapat melarikan diri mm-hmm. nak pergi nikah nak nak pergi dengan girlfriend dia dan dia dikurung supaya dia tidak boleh melarikan dirilah um, tiba masanya dia nikah dan dikahwin dengan laki tersebut calon suami beliau um, dia kahwin dan dia katalah pada hari perkahwinan saya girlfriend saya datang dan dia melihat saja daripada luar pagar rumah saya um, apa yang berlaku um, aku tidak boleh buat apa-apa hmm. aku telah terperangkap dalam dalam situasi ini tapi aku sekarang ni aku tak boleh buat apa-apa and then the story uh, this part dia ada tunjuk beberapa buah gambar Gambar hari perkahwinan beliau Not one picture of her Smiling mm-hmm. yeah. it's, it's quite scary in a way But but that's the The visual We presented to us lah. And it's, it's a very interesting image And anyway so Moving on so Bila dia dah nikah tu The mother let let her out Lepas tu dia lari dengan girlfriend dia Dia pergi mm-hmm. ke bandar Cuba cari kerja Tak boleh Lepas tu Um Itulah, I think dia diorang balik kampung ke apa ke I know, I think dia yeah. One of, apa, satu hari tu Girlfriend kepada sepupu ke apa tu Datang ke, datang dekat Sepupu kepada girlfriend Ah, Sepupu kepada girlfriend ke apa Datang dekat restoran tu hmm. And The cousin report Dekat ni lah, dekat family So, hmm. they They captured her And hmm. bring back to the province and, Right yeah. And here's the thing What happens next, Mus? Uh, what next We don't know Sebab cerita tergantung <laughs> Ini bukan bermaksud Dokumentari ini ada open ending Se- Ini bermaksud Dokumentari yang kita tengok tu Tayangan dia tak ada ending Kenapa? Because of technical problems Technical problems Ladies and gentlemen uh, Technical problems um, Such a promising dokumentari Yeah I was, I was into the story uh, man. Yeah About lesbianism In yeah. in, in a Cambodian society Yeah um, Pushing that aside Even Um dia ada banyak kita ada banyak diberikan ruang untuk untuk membayangkan tentang cerita yang telah disampaikan kepada kita. Basically the story is told within a one person sitting down talking about her experience. Then mm. dia seorang je yang dia mm. ni. And the images that we get every once in a while, gambar daripada ni, the mm. pictures of the past and what not. Mm. And um, shots of nature around her, right? Mm. And the very interesting thing was bila dia cakap tentang dia dan girlfriend dia larikan diri. We get a shot of two birds yeah. flying away. Macam, oh, that's that's a very powerful shot. It's a very suitable and appropriate storytelling mm-hmm. method, yeah. um, delivering something in a very visual way. Dan bagi aku, oh, ini menunjukkan mamat apa? Mamat ni ada minah ni. Dia mm-hmm. tahu apa dia buat. Yeah. He's a very well educated filmmaker. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at the very least, uh, storytelling is is something they know how to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, film ni juga ditayangkan dekat Film Film Fest. Freedom Film Fest oh, okay. uh, Last year Di mana filem kita orang pun Kopi dan dia Juga ditayangkan di tempat tersebut mm-hmm. So uh, Tapi kita tidak Berkesempatan untuk menonton uh, filem beliau uh, Dan kita nampaknya uh, Time ni juga Kita tidak uh, Berkesempatan untuk menonton Mungkin tak ada rezeki Dia sampai penghujung <laughs> um, But It is actually online Yes Oh it's so, online It's online So We're going to put the link Up on our post yeah. untuk episode ini, so you guys can actually check it out, right? Right. Uh, yang seterusnya, a trilogy, hmm. a trilogy of short documentaries, mm-hmm. uh, Minister of Papaya, mm-hmm. Lady Stone, dan Bamboo Cutter. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play around the with the Nisikit. We're going to start off dengan Minister of Papaya dulu, mm-hmm. and then Lady Stone we're going to talk about last, mm-hmm. right? Because it's just freaking amazing. And we should always finish with something amazing. <laughs> Minister Papaya, hmm. Mus, what is this about? Okay, uh, the three documentary or film, I don't know, it's a fiction or you know, it's a it's a representation of the real thing. It's a 
part of a trilogy that being known as the One Dollar Trilogy. Hmm. Kenapa dia panggil One Dollar? Sebab kebanyakan Cambodian uh, uh, live with the one dollar uh, salary per day. You know, so that's why they call it as a One Dollar Trilogy. Hmm. One Dollar Trilogy actually represent the majority of Cambodians. The Minister of Papaya. The majority. Yeah, the majority. Really? Only three percent actually live in the higher echelon. Wow. Mm. So 90, over more than 90% live only with a $1 per day punya ni? Around that figure. Hmm. So ni mana ada minimum wage? Well, I, I know about <laughs> that, but I'm just... I Because dekat, dekat Phnom Penh, uh, there's uh, around about 5-6 million people. Mm-hmm. The majority of Cambodian live in the province. And so, these are the people actually make $1 million, uh, $1 million, uh, $1 per day. Alright. Hmm. Okay, so $1 per day, ladies hmm. and gentlemen. Um, yeah, coming hmm. back to this. Minister hmm. Papaya. Um, sorry, uh, you, were, you were saying something. Isa. Okay. Uh, Minister Papaya merupakan salah seorang one of the uh, people atau Cambodian yang get this $1 per day punya salary lah. Hmm. Dia, merupa, dia, merupa, dia adalah seorang Uh, businessman dia menjual fermented papaya hmm. fermented papaya ialah jeruk dalam bahasa Melayu jeruk uh, jeruk betik hmm. lah hmm. And jeruk is a very popular uh, fermented fruit is a very popular uh, snack in Cambodia actually hmm. And, uh, tapi dia mengambil approach yang sangat uh, berbeza dari hmm. kerja dia And, you know you see how he actually very proud of being a fermented papaya seller hmm. Sebelum dia pergi kerja, dia akan pakai suit, you know, you know he he presented himself in a very uh, exclusive way, a very corporate way lah. But actually, dia bawa motor, dia bawa fermented papaya. Hmm. That's one thing yang aku suka. I mean, dan kawan dia datang kan? Hmm. Kawan datang nak cek kerja dekat Phnom Penh. And that's one thing that really that gets me. Dia kata, uh, it was uh, the guy, the minister papaya actually tengah go through all this diploma. Hmm. Kawan dia ada kan? Kawan dia ada banyak gila diploma, a lot of certificates. But, but kawan dia tak boleh dapat, dapat kerja. Hmm. And, and Mr. Hoya cakap, aku tak payah pergi sekolah pun. Aku sekolah sampai jam 4 ke jam 5, aku jual papaya je. And yet, I, I, I have a job. And so, but compared to this, uh, dia punya kawan tu, dia tak ada, kawan dia ada banyak certificate and what not. Tapi tak dapat kerja. So in the end, I rasa kawan dia pun join, join jadi minister papaya juga. Hmm. So it's a reflection of society basically. Even though it's being presented in a very uh, uh, comedic way lah. Yeah, hmm. um, some parts uh, after it were comedic, tapi hmm. isu dia sebenarnya satu isu yang sangat serious. Hmm. Yang as it turns out, isu yang melibatkan ramai orang di Cambodia ni. Um, but The, the point I want to make here about this documentary is uh, the style. Tadi mm-hmm. Mus ada kata tentang dokumentari ini, uh, Mus sendiri tidak tahu adakah ini mm-hmm. fiction ataupun mm-hmm. dokumentari. Saya rasa dokumentari tapi menggunakan cara fiction. Yes. And what does that mean actually? Well, ladies and gentlemen, ini bermaksud biasanya kalau kita buat dokumentari, kita biasa nampak dokumentari yang ada ramai orang cakap dengan kamera je mm-hmm. ataupun dokumentari di mana apa yang berlaku tu kamera tu kamera mm-hmm. tu ada kat situ dia berdiri dan kita tahu orang yang ada dekat dalam babak tersebut dia tahu kamera tu ada kat situ right but for this documentary it's almost as if kamera orang yang dalam scene tersebut tak tahu kamera tu ada kat situ dia tak cakap dengan kamera right they behave very naturally tapi ia rasanya ianya rasa kita menonton filem mm-hmm. naratif mm-hmm. fiction yang telah dicipta atau dikaryakan oleh orang-orang tertentu macam kalau kita tengok filem kita tengok satu scene dua orang cakap kat kafe apa ke itulah cara yang digunakan bagi penerbitan filem ini di mana orang tersebut cakap macam biasa je mm-hmm. tapi ini adalah dokumentari so cara dia buat dokumentari tu is almost like dia orang dah dah tahu apa nak cakap mungkin dia have had some rehearsals mungkin dia telah jelaskan ok aku nak letak kamera kuat sini lepas tu habis take ni aku nak ambil daripada angle lain pula and it's all shot and edited in a very uh, clear way um, 
Aku bukan kata ini bagus atau tidak I'm just saying Cara dia lain daripada banyak dokumentari kita pernah nonton sebelum ini hmm. Ini sangat menarik Dan saya sarankan kepada tuan-tuan dan puan-puan sekalian Kalau ada masa, you know, check out yes. Check out this, this three short documentaries so, there's, a, there's a website hmm. Untuk uh, yang aku rasa dia menempatkan semua dokumentari ini yeah. Because it's a one dollar trilogy yeah, yeah. Yeah. And another thing is uh, All these documentary, if I'm not mistaken dihasilkan I don't know whether it's a penerbit atau pengarah by Riti Pan uh, Riti Pan adalah salah so, uh, antara bukan antara lah pengarah filem Cambodia paling famous lah yang mana dia pernah menangi Oscar atau dicalonkan dalam Oscar untuk sebuah dokumentari hmm. yang mengisarkan kehidupan di zaman Kemeroj menggunakan yeah. clay yeah this this is actually I think it was nominated mm. for the recent Oscars, the missing pictures sebenarnya, mm-hmm. film belia. It was nominated for the recent Oscars ceremony um, dalam kategori best foreign language film kot. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure, mungkin sebenarnya secara rasminya tidak dianggap sebagai film dokumentari. Mm-hmm. Um, tapi tetap sahaja, beliau telah mendapat nomination tersebut. It's a very interesting film which I have not Scene mm-hmm. We should probably Make yeah. an effort to check it out lah, yeah. says. Sekarang ni dah macam Dah semangat Nak mengetahu Nak dapat tahu tentang Cambodia ni Dah Tentang orang Khmer Khmer Alright Khmer Khmer Yeah The thing is apa um, They are very friendly people you know, Bila kita dah Ada kat Cambodia ni Macam You feel like Kau dah pergi ke mana-mana pun You feel like you want to You want to Khmer again Yeah Yeah And here's the thing, eh? You uh, want to, you yeah. don't want to go there. You just want to come here over yeah. and over. Yeah. Hey, you come here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come here. Yeah. Uh, and please take into consideration that kita orang ni muka kita, in terms of facial feature kita orang lebih kurang macam dia orang je. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you know, in, kalau kita orang ni macam white tu, mungkinlah we get the certain level of uh, service. Hmm. Tapi you know, considering that semua orang yang kita jumpa akan cakap. I mean, I mean, ni lah aku kan macam Orang akan cakap kemir dengan aku Sebab dia dengar aku Cambodian hmm. yeah, But I still get you know, A very nice service from them lah right. They're very kind people yeah. Very kind people indeed mm-hmm. Going on from one kind of people To another kind of people <laughs> uh, Both are very kind Bamboo cutter mm-hmm. Bamboo cutter apa bro? Bamboo cutter Uh, aku perlukan lebih daripada satu dolar sehari Indeed We all Hopefully ladies and gentlemen Diberi peluang untuk dapat satu, Lebih daripada satu dolar sehari And the reason why they say dollar Yes mm-hmm. Di Cambodia Bagi mereka yang tidak tahu Termasuk saya Sebelum kita datang ke Cambodia ni The US dollar is actually A, a working currency here mm-hmm. It's an accepted currency in Cambodia Kalau ada dollar um, You can pay using dollar Mm-hmm. And this is not just macam Okay, kalau kat Malaysia pun boleh juga Macam kat hotel ke apa kan mm-hmm. right? You can pay in dollar mm-hmm. right? Tapi kat sini Kalau nak beli air minuman pun mm-hmm. <laughs> You can pay in dollar It's ya? widely accepted It's widely like, accepted uh, Country punya cities, uh, currency Yeah So they have mm-hmm. their own currency The real mm-hmm. um, Lepas tu they have the dollar Which is the surreal Or the, yeah. un- the unreal yeah. <laughs> But the, tapi, And the most surreal thing is kalau kau bayar dalam dolar, balance dia akan dalam real. It's possible for you, for you to get like that. Yeah, sometimes dia bagi balik in dollar uh-huh. apa ke. Semalam kita makan snow yogurt. Uh-huh. Yeah? Kita bayar dalam dolar. Uh-huh. It's, it's a very weird yeah. way uh, for us. right? Very weird for us but not not for ni. Um, but yeah, we have bamboo cutter. Um, a part of the one dollar trilogy. Dan cerita ni tak apa bro? Cerita ni pasal... You know, the punya uh, to say that, The format is still the same I mean, it's still the same people Orangnya masih sama Bukan hmm. orang sama dalam macam Mesa Papaya lah hmm. Maksudnya Orang yang sama dalam kategori One dollar per day salary ni lah hmm. Kalau kita cakap Bambu kata Orang ingat orang oh, macam It's a metaphor or something But actually That it is It's literally About a person Who actually have to make a living By selling bambu hmm. Aku tak tahu lah Dia guna bambu untuk tak apa dan hmm. uh, ia mengupas mengenai kesusahan hidup mereka lah di mana apa dia ada ingat tak masa dia tengah lepak-lepak ramai-ramai tu hmm. dia orang consider kan hmm. uh, apa 
Sekarang ni apa hutan pun dah banyak kena gazet dengan kerajaan. Hmm. Kalau semua tempat dah kena diwartakan, kita orang nak potong bambu macam mana? Hmm. Kita dah ini kerja kita boleh buat. Adakah kita kena pergi ke Thailand? Ya. Yeah. Kalau tak ada kalau kau pergi Thailand, kau kena at least kena ada 3 atau apa? 3 300 atau 400 dolar kan? Hmm. Saya kata kalau aku nak dapat 300 400 dolar tu aku kena kerja apa tiga tahun tanpa spend gaji yang aku dapat tu. Hmm. And, and that that really hits me as a shit man. Sebab dalam okey sebelum kita sampai kat sini kan dalam email Riti, Riti yang invite kita orang pergi ke film festival ni cakap kalau nanti United Taxi dia boleh claim. Ya, yeah. by, by the way um, this is not the same Riti Pan Ya bukan Bukan Riti Pan yang macam telefon kita Orang yeah, yang telah dinobatkan yeah. Untuk uh, Anugerah Oscar ni okay. Macam okay. telefon kita Bro Korang nanti datang yeah. This another yeah. Riti Ritia so, Dia salah seorang Ya Ritia Dia adalah seorang Salah seorang koordinator Untuk Contoh Mata Festival lah hmm. Dia kata Okay nanti You net taxi You boleh claim lah hmm. Semenangkan diorang ni Apa Harus Nah <laughs> Even to get one dollar per day pun Susah nak mampu Aku sebesarlah gila Nak claim dulu So yeah. I think takpelah We're not saying that Ritia sebenarnya kerja dia Sebab uh, Secara yeah. profesional adalah yeah. Sebagai bambu kata yeah. Bukan um, Beliau seorang pengarah filem mm. In his own right yeah. And It's interesting all the same mm-hmm. um, Dan lepas Selepas menonton Mr. Papaya kita tak rasa sangat Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean we know that They're his poor Tapi we, mm. we we don't feel the poor so much yeah. Right I know that sounds weird <laughs> We because don't feel the sebab, pose so sebab much Because it's being presented In a very comedic way So we take it uh, Maybe they're happy yeah. Apa kan But Bambu kata <laughs> Kita memang betul-betul rasa lah. uh, Kita rasa lepas tu macam Sebenarnya Diorang dah kata kita boleh claim balik The $12 dollar taxi ride Tapi kita rasa macam uh, Sudah tak payahlah kita, <laughs> you know, $12 yeah. tu sebenarnya Bukan kata duit yang kecil I yeah. mean it's, it's still money yeah, $36 um, tu kan But um, yeah. we, we don't really ni lah um, We can deal with that lah yeah. Okay But Bambu kata satu hmm. Yang paling Dokumentari Yang memberi kesan Paling besar sekali Bagi kita dua ni bro oh. Lady Stone okay. Talk okay. about Lady Stone Again Brother It's a literally Title lah like, Itu bukan Metafora ke Symbolism Yeah It's a, about a story It, It's sebuah dokumentari Atau cerita yang Mengisahkan seorang Wanita yang kerja dia Pecah batu Bayanglah Korang Just imagine that man If you hmm. have to break A freaking stone To get by Yeah. In your day of day life Dan satu Satu bag dia jual apa banyak? Uh, setengah sen ke apa? Setengah sen Setengah sen Setengah sen 50 cents 30 cents 30 to 40 cents macam tu uh. Satu batu yang macam Berapa kilo? Batu yeah. Cuba baik I mean I watch this and I'm thinking Siapa Siapa yang buat kerja macam ni? And then, uh. of course I re- Of course I, re- I realize Tiba-tiba aku tengok filem ni Memanglah kita buat apa-apa Kita, kita perlu batu Batu tu have to come from somewhere uh-huh. Kan Lepas tu aku fikir Ya Allah Bodohnya aku hmm. Kan Batu yang kita nampak yang Yang ditimbun dekat tepi Tepi jalan Bila orang tengah buat construction hmm. Itu lah batu dia Itulah batu dia hmm. Right And the job of this lady Adalah untuk Memecah Dia ambil batu daripada Say for example A quarry hmm. Ataupun um, Tepi bukit atau gunung mana-mana Right? Hmm. Yang batu yang besar-besar ni Terpecahkan jadi batu yang kecil-kecil-kecil Masukkan dalam beg, kita dah jual Beg ni besar satu kampit beras kata? Satu kampit beras yang besar tu ha. Ha, Itulah dia Cuba bayangkan kalau kau bawa tu Yang tu ada beras ha, bukan, bu- bukan batu Ni batu. Ha, kita yang dah nak ambil Daripada careful nak, buat, nak, apa, nak ambil daripada counter Check out Bawa ke, ke, ke kereta kita dah kena pakai dua tangan. Hmm. Right? Kalau kalau tak pun orang lagi suka pakai troli hmm. apa ke. Hmm. Yang ni dia orang nak kena ambil daripada tepi quarry bukit atau tepi quarry ni. Kena nak kena ambil tu, kena bawa ke tempat lain, lepas tu pecah-pecah pecah apa tu berjual. Hmm. Cuba bayangkan. And and this uh, as the woman uh, said herself, she's a woman and she's hmm. not a man. She she does not have the same kind of physical attributes yang boleh membenarkan beliau untuk mengangkat Bahan-bahan tersebut Dengan cara yang Yang sangat ni So It's, it's very difficult For her as well mm-hmm. Very tricky And Yeah I, I just can't imagine this Lepas tu dia Dia beritahu cerita dia kan? uh, mm-hmm. Dia cakap And this is the thing Dia tak cakap dengan kamera tau Dia cakap dengan orang yang datang Orang datang nak beli batu daripada dia Lepas tu dia penjelasan lah Kenapa dia buat ni Dia Suami dia uh, Sakit Jatuh sakit 
Lepas tu dia tak ada duit nak beli ubat hmm. Dia buat apa bro? Dia pergi Dia jual tanah dia ni jual tanah, yes. jual tanah nak beli ubat Cuba bayangkan Jual tanah nak beli ubat Lepas tu um, Husband dia mati <laughs> It's so unfortunate But but that's the thing you, you watch this and you think Good lord Jual tanah nak beli ubat Astaghfirullahaladzim This is This is not a kind existence at all yeah. And dia pun ada anak apa? 3-4 orang hmm, kan? 3-4 orang And huh? the thing Bagi orang Meminta sedekah nak, nak makan tu Satu benda yang biasa You know if you in Malaysia Kalau kita have to resort Untuk pergi majlis sebelah ni minta nasi You know you You, know, you are You are actually sitting on a very different kind of law lah hmm. But this people Meminta sedekah minta makan ke orang Just nak untuk makan hmm. it's, a, it's a normal occurrence for them Yeah, very normal. Maybe too normal, hmm. right? But because they, they talk in a very relaxed way, very relaxed way. Okay lah, kalau tak baca batu, tak lah. Kalau orang sebelah makan, macam ah, macam we can talk in a very calm way. Yeah, but hmm. but there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, I was baca aku dah before budak-budak tu datang nak ambil kita daripada hotel tu sebenarnya aku dah penat gila tak cukup hmm. tidur the night before hmm. and the long travel and everything. But hmm. Tiba orang sedih, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I went to the screening, man. Yes, yeah. actually, it give us uh, what? the the kind of exposure mm. to what kind of life these people in Cambodia actually have to live through every single day. Hmm, exactly. And itulah. Um, I'm glad. Uh, we're going to put up the links for yeah. the all the documentaries. Uh, yeah. Bukan all the documentaries Kalau kita nampak lah If okay. we get the Itulah Jangan cakap <laughs> all the documentaries Nanti kita kena Sweet yeah. Anyways We get as much the documentaries yeah. Yang kita Hopefully. Dapat cari online Kita akan maklumkan Kepada tuan-tuan Perempuan sekalian um, So Check back on the post For this particular episode And then maybe We can have a discussion Tentang filem-filem tersebut Kalau um, Anda ada pendapat Yang berlainan mm-hmm. Yang bercanggah yang kita mm-hmm. ayo kita berdebat uh, we mm-hmm. can get in touch with us yeah. by email at mail at thoughtsonfilms.com and also on twitter yeah. uh, which is at tof underscore s-h-o-w at tof underscore show yeah. right so yeah. ada apa lagi mus buat well, sebentar waktu ni aku tahu lah ramai yang tak Leave comments But if you want to leave comment on this episode It doesn't have to be about films It can be about Cambodia itself Ya, yeah, mungkin ada kefahaman kita mengenai hmm. Negara ataupun bandar ini Yang tidak apa tidak begitu lengkap dan sebagainya yeah. uh, Mungkin anda hmm. boleh Mencurahkan sedikit sebanyak Ilmu dan pengetahuan yang anda tahu Yang hmm. ada tentang yeah. uh, This lovely country, yeah. lovely people yeah. Cambodia And is not only about Angkor Wat people Yeah. It's more than that Yeah Sebab You know For some people Kalau kau kata kat dia orang Macam uh, Terutama kepada aku Aku tak tahu uh, hmm. Not so much about Angkor Wat So kalau orang kata tu Aku macam kata Ha? Angkor Wat? Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay dah selepas ni Polis akan datang Untuk pintu kita <laughs> Dan akan Please go to the To the people's police The people's police People's police The people's police The royal army Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for now. Um, thank you very much for hanging out with us. And we'll see you soon. Yep. Very soon. Okay. Soksa bye. Soksa bye bye. <laughs>